Podcasts from the Cat. Voices and sounds from Crew and Nantwich. Good morning, Megan. Good morning. That's a lovely clear line as well. I can hear you really well, so that's good news. Are you well this morning? Have you had a nice morning? I've had a beautiful morning, yes. Oh. Uh, all the daily routines that usually take place first thing. Magic. Wake up, exercise, yes, <laughs> exercise. Feel good, feel alive. Oh, that's lovely. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? And it's, well, when I popped out earlier, it was rather sunny. So is it still sunny out there? I'm cooped up in the studio now, so I can't see. But is it is the sun blessing us with its presence? No, it's oh. quite a dull morning now, actually. Oh, no. What happened? It must have been my singing oh. earlier. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's what it was. Fingers crossed we'll try and uh, manifest uh, some more sunshine for this afternoon. So to start off with, um, obviously before you came a fantastic author, tell us a little bit about yourself and life before um, Head in Heaven, Feet on Earth. But before that, um, you wrote your first book, which was Seeing is Believing. Am I right? That's right. My first book was Seeing is Believing, Believing is Seeing. That's correct. Love it. And I'm a mother of three grown-up children. Um, They're beautiful children, really uh, proud of where they are in life at the moment. And two beautiful baby grandchildren as well, uh, both under the age of three and a half. And uh, so I wrote my first book in 2006, and it came out in 2007. And I did a lot of book signings all over the country, and the books sold really well in various countries as well. Amazing. It became a bestseller in quite a few Borders bookstores, which I'm sure you still remember Borders bookstores back then. Yes. Absolutely. So they were really beautiful places to go out and do my book signing. So it was just a privilege for me to sort of go on this very fast-forward journey. That's how my journey has been this lifetime. And uh, being able to sort of get the message out there about spirituality. Definitely. And, you know, it's so amazing that you've been able to do that. And I know that you've faced quite a few health problems, haven't you? And you and I alike, unfortunately, share the uh, the misfortune of having fibromyalgia. But how did all of this start? When, when did all of this happen? Well, back in 2005, I can remember very clearly, it was a November um, time. Mm-hmm. I'd done a big um, charity event on my own head, really, sort of did something for cancer research. Mm-hmm. And I cooked for about 60 people. I had two settings of where I actually, um, where I was working in schools at that time. I did a big event, sort of took the food out, did all that pink theme it was. Oh, pink rice, everything was like pink. Yeah, it's all to do with cancer research. So I did a big event where I cooked for about 60-something people and fed all the people. We did a fundraising and we raised about nearly four to £500 back then, which was a lot of money back then. Yes, absolutely. And, yeah, so, and I can remember the next day I just couldn't breathe. And um, my daughter, I couldn't get up to go to work, basically. My daughter called and aunt, well, went to my neighbour's house to go and get the neighbour, can't breathe. And uh, the neighbour called the doctor. The doctor called and said, get an ambulance. And basically, it started from there. Um, and I had breathing difficulties. That was in 2005. Fifteen years later, of course, we hear about the coronavirus, you know, yeah. COVID-19, which is all linked to breathing difficulties. But for me, at that time, what happened was I consequently sort of went into a debilitating condition of not being able to breathe, not eat, sleep, and all the things that go with breathing difficulties, um, losing weight, and then in and out of hospital, went private hospital in the end, uh, started to get a few more answers that I needed to get. Yeah, quickly. Uh, 
took me two years to fully recover with fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome, which was, like you say, very debilitating. I was almost like paralyzed mm. with it because it was just so extreme. And um, basically, my body went through quite a bit of a strain at that time. And yes, as you know, with having fibromyalgia, it's really debilitating. You just don't know what's going to happen from one minute to the next, do you? No, it's uh, it's it, it is a very um, horrible thing. Um, but they, you know, it's it, you know, it comes from. Um, stress or trauma or something within your life that just triggers it and you know it, it comes from nowhere isn't it it's a bit of a shock to the system um, but it is very debilitating to a point where you don't know where to put yourself because you're in that much physical and emotional and mental pain that you don't know what to do and, and, and for the best at all and it is horrible um, but from for yourself and, and for me I am on the mend which is amazing but from something so debilitating for you came something so enlightening didn't it and what um what has been obviously a, a very um traumatic experience has come something good which has obviously been your gift of communicating with the spiritual realm and angels so please i'm so excited but please tell me a little bit more about this and how how this even happened yes yeah, so just going back to like you just touched on that usually it's a shock or a trauma and i felt that was what happened for me yeah. probably my life shocks and traumas came all in one go and uh, which gave me the breathing difficulties which gave me chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia yes. and guess what Megan I was actually told that it would take me years and years to recover from this we talked about 20 odd years yes. and that was sort of the guideline at the time when I was in hospital yes. it's going to take you a really long time to recover and I was also told uh, don't run before you can walk because I'm so eager to get well and like any of those who are ill we just want to recover because we've got a young family yes. we've got to go back to work and there's so many things you still want to do and um, because I couldn't do anything then and I can remember my journey goes back to that 2005 and I was laying there in the middle of the night thinking oh my god I can't breathe I just want to be able to wake up tomorrow morning be able to breathe again it was just so scary I cannot tell you I would say out of all the shocks and traumas my life has been through I said that was my scariest moment Definitely. because I didn't know if I'd wake up in the morning because there was a blockage in the long way yeah. in the airways in the lungs and basically it was just one of those scariest times so I can remember crying out in the middle of the night thinking God please just somebody just somebody please save me please don't let me die just yet yes. and those were my crying out words to God the angels the universe yeah. whichever way you want to look at this and I think somebody heard me because that very night I basically started to get visions and I've never had this to this extreme that I started seeing angels and I can remember in front of me was my digital clock and I could see it clearly as anything and for one hour I could see these angels which was almost like transparent but um, very much there yes. I've never seen anything like it in my life and they started operating, if you like, on my body. That's how it felt to me. They were working on my body. I was wide awake. I was not asleep. And I just watched it happen. I was absolutely helpless. I know a lot of people might not believe this. Oh, no, you've just be... given me goosebumps. I mean, you, you know, these, you know, <laughs> this is for some people. It's not for others. But I mean, I'm very much big believer that there isn't just us in this world. There is something more out there. So, you know, definitely. Sorry, carry on anyway. Yes, so then basically um, I can, you know, I was, I, was, I was held down almost. I couldn't move. My husband's lying next to me. I wanted to call his name and I couldn't even call his name. Yeah, you become paralysed, don't you? It's very, exactly. very surreal. 
very surreal. It's like I was being held down paralyzed, but then I could feel the pain in my body. I could see all my chakra colors, yeah. all the chakra system that was being worked on, which is the ancient um, energy fields within the body, the vortices of energy that uh, operate to a certain level and, and give out a frequency. And if they're not well, we, we are not well. No. So what happened to me was, that's exactly what happened to me, I wasn't well and they needed to be better. My chakra system needed to be healthier and better for me to recover. So I could see them work working on me and it was exactly one hour when I, when I continued glancing at the clock that they finished and they just disappeared. And then I would say I didn't fully recover. It still took me up to two years mm. to recover from my condition, but I was told I would be well. You know, I will recover. And I had so much more faith after that night yes. that I will recover. Mm. Even though they still so debilitating, I still couldn't cook, I couldn't walk, I couldn't eat still struggling to breathe to some level but I was in this reassurance and faith and trust that I would recover from this condition one day but guess what it took me exactly to that month two years to recover gosh that's freaky isn't it yeah it was all about having the faith and the trust for me and look at me now you know I'm completely different to what I was back then I was almost like a 92 year old woman that's how I described oh, myself no. you know lying on the floor lying on the sofa and my friends and my colleagues who worked in schools used to come and visit me and I think they must have thought oh my god am I even going to survive this yes. because I can remember when they used to come and visit me I just thought I'm, I'm going to die I just don't think I'm going to get through this it's horrible isn't it but you know it's that it is that feeling that i think once you um once you become enlightened or once you sort of allow yourself to spiritually heal which is what the sort of path that i've gone down as well i've had quite a lot of help um with my life coaches and just sort of getting me through those pain levels and sort of um you know in, in, you know have, going into meditation and imagining that your body is being healed um trying to sort of mend your chakras and it is all of that um that self-heal isn't it and that feeling of you know there are there is more to life than just us humans and you know that we have guardian angels and i i'm a huge believer of it um but uh, you know i i feel like since i've been on this new journey that i am like say to all my friends oh i'm like a new woman <laughs> and i do from yeah. being somebody that you know literally was bedridden myself couldn't walk and basically sort of like slugged myself around the house to how i am now um you know i still have my ups and downs i still have my bad days but my good days outweigh my bad days and i genuinely do feel like a new woman it's so refreshing um and mm -hmm. i think that is allowing yourself to uh, to be um physically and mentally healed by the outer source of of the spiritual realm and, and you can open yourself up to that in such an easy way you just have to be open-minded don't you totally totally I mean I've had my experiences from a very young child actually since the age of about five which I talk about in my second book and my first book about my experiences just to sort of touch on something there um, Megan the very first book is about six months of my journey yeah. with fibromyalgia chronic fatigue and some of the things just shared with you but the amazing things that happened to me during my awakening 15 years ago to this full level of seeing angels and much more than angels um, that story tells you about my debilitating condition what hope I was given yes. and the trust and the faith and still having the challenges like you've explained sometimes we do have the setbacks but again that was the first six months of the journey but the second book will talk more about how I started to recover then all of a sudden my symptoms just disappeared one day mm. without any sort of warning or 
uh, sign, it just disappeared. And I said to my family, oh my God, I can breathe properly. Oh. I can walk. I can do anything now. And from there, I took my journey further where I needed to now look at how could I help other people more on a more intense level. And from there onward, obviously a lot more happened after a lot in the last 15 years. Um, I started then, you know, taking myself out there further. It was almost like a push from the angels, though. It's almost like I was out of my comfort zone a tiny bit, but it was this force of energy. Imagine a huge hand behind you pushing your back, you know, pushing you forward and forward and forward, saying, come on, you can do it. You've Just get out there and get it work out there. No, definitely. That's just wonderful. And and I know that obviously you've put all of this down into your book, which is obviously the Seeing is Believing, uh, the first book, and Head in Heaven, Feet on Earth, which I love. I love. Um, how did you come up with that name, by the way? It's brilliant. <laughs> okay, both of the books, um, it was just like channeled message, if you like. Yeah. Uh, so same with the very first book. Because I thought, who's going to believe me? If I speak about this, who's going to believe me? Because oh, no. most people don't believe in angels, spirituality. No. More and more people are nowadays. But more and more. <laughs> About 15 years ago, it was just like, oh my God, how are you going to believe me? <laughs> yeah, and then they're going to think I've lost the plot. <laughs> exactly. And then we studied it in RE, which was lovely. Yeah. And the school teachers, the head teachers, they all read it. And it's been studied in America. It's also been studied by somebody who's doing a degree in university in this country as well. Can I study you about spirituality? Of course. And then lots more things happened with that as well because I really, really need to get the message out about how we can recover. And there are always solutions. I say to people just recently with two of my clients, there are solutions. Don't ever think you have to struggle on your own because there are solutions out there. There really is a way of recovery. And sometimes we recover quicker, sometimes it takes a bit longer, but just perseverance and time and trust. You know. Definitely. And I think it's that thing that, um, you know, for, for those people that obviously aren't religious or believe in spirits or angels, I mean, that's obviously fine. But I mean, um, I'm, to be honest, not the most religious of person. I'm more open minded to sort of anything. You know, I do believe that there is um, some form of God out there or, you know, there is something out there mm-hmm. that, you know, unfortunately, we won't ever really you know, completely no, um, unless you're fine-tuned like yourself. Um, but I, I think that at some point, you know, when, when we are in trouble, um, and I've said it many a times, and like you, like you said, please, God, help me. Please, don't let me live like this forever. You know, and um, and we do, don't we? We it, we, all, we always turn to the unknown when we are in absolute dire need of um, strength and compassion and a change and some form of saviour we always you know we do always sort of turn to um, to that spiritual realm because we hope that there is something bigger out there that is carving this path for us and at some point is going to you know give us a give us a break really (laughs) Mm -hmm. more than anything else Yes, yes. And even in Head in Heaven, Feet on Earth, my first book and my second, both have got visions, dreams that come to reality. And I think this is why, again, Head in Heaven, Feet on Earth was, again, you know, the message that I got was way back um, years ago, because I wrote the second book in 2008. Okay. It just taken me so much time to actually physically get it out there. And there were still a couple more stories I needed to put in. So I, I started writing in 2008. 2013, 2016, I contacted the publishers to say, my book is ready. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> but then they said, come on, the book too. And I'm thinking, oh, not quite ready, actually. <laughs> so it got put, then it got put back a 
little bit. Then in 2020, uh, with the time and space that we had, because therapies couldn't work to the level that we wanted to, so I had plenty of time then to think, right, what do I do with this now? And I thought, God, this book really needs to come out, because I had visions in 2019, and I had visions in 2020 of what was yet to come. Mm. And I wrote them down, and in the book, in the second book it does talk about 2020 and my visions and what was going to happen and what has happened yes. and uh, the predictions and so forth and so forth and this is why um, I had time to sort of think in 2021 this book needs to be published in January Definitely. and then as, as we know things happen and unfortunately we lost family members to COVID-19 too which was really traumatizing where you couldn't even go and hug your family no. nine people at the funeral you know, and one in three of those people, unfortunately, uh, yes, one in three actually caught COVID at the funeral as well. You know, so this is why we have to take everything really seriously on some level as well, that we have to do the right thing to get through the phase. But again, like I say, you know, it's all about, you know, listening and following what we should be doing. And our t intuition is so great if we just take that notice of it yes. and move forward with that. So overall, my theme really with the two books is, Look at the visions that you might be getting. Look at the dreams you might be getting. And mine have always come to reality, and you'll, you'll see the stories in the book. And it's about following the guidance, taking it where it needs to take you, but being totally aware that we can actually still live a happy life, even during this phase that we're in right now. You know, use your time wisely. What can you do? What can you create? What can you, you know, be happy. Overall, be happy with what we have got. And in my classes, I still say to people, look, I'm, I'm so lucky that I'm still alive. Yes. And even if we don't have a lot, guess what? We can breathe. Yes. And the thing is, for me, over this last two years, a year and a half or so, it is that we can breathe, you know, and we're lucky to be alive. I just feel sorry that, you know, so many people have lost their lives over the last year or so. But I think, you know, staying positive is really a good mental attitude to have during these times and I know a lot of people have had to go through homeschooling which has been very very tough for parents very very tough for people who have had to be furloughed businesses closing down people can't go to work there's no jobs for some people it's been the most you know horrific year who would say that this is going to happen 10 five two years ago oh, would be happening to humanity I keep saying that to my yeah. friends I just keep saying you know, if you'd have said this this time last year or, you know, well, the year before now, but, oh, you know, this, we're going to be in a global pandemic, et cetera, et cetera. You just, you just wouldn't believe the words that were coming out of someone's mouth, would you? No, of course we're not. So it has mm. been a, has been a very rocky year. Um, but I do think as a nation, um, most of us <laughs> have just mm -hmm. been so wonderful. I mean, there's been so much support and, um, you know, we, we've done so well to get through it and hopefully we are coming to the other side now, aren't we? So, uh, fingers yeah. crossed, it's, um, yeah. we'll get, we'll move past it quicker. So, um, hopefully. So. And we need that sunshine as well, Megan. We need that spring, sunny weather coming through. We really need it now, do, don't we? don't we? Definitely. That holiday feeling. Yes, I can't wait. I just love the sunshine. <laughs> and get that vitamin D on me. <laughs> I love it. So, obviously, most importantly, um, to all our listeners, how how can we find you? So, are you on Facebook? Have you got a website? Where can we get your book from? I know that you've obviously mentioned Nantwich Bookshop. So, tell us all about yourself and uh, where we can get hold of a copy of your book, etc. Okay, lovely. So um, I have got my website, which is called angelsoftransformation.com, www.angelsoftransformation.com. Okay. Uh, you can get the book personally with a signed angel message uh, with 
notebook for $14.99 I have either from me but the Nantwich Bookshop are also going to be holding an event with me uh, it's going to be a book evening Friday the 23rd of April I think it's going to be 6 o'clock p.m. but they will advertise that nearer to the time oh brilliant and so the book will be there'll be an evening there where you can come and meet meet the author uh, hopefully it will go ahead um, so you can get it from Nantwich Bookshop as well for myself, or you can get it from Amazon if you prefer Amazon. Uh, but with the, through myself, you will get the angel guidance med- messages coming through with that. I also run the one-to-one sessions if anybody feels like they want to go through a spiritual journey with a support, um, enlightenment. It's beautiful because um, it's all about the physical body. This course that came to me um, last May, um, which is what I run, I run my own courses, one-to-one sessions, are treatments, and I also run the courses if anybody wants to come on this enlightening journey. Um, and that's pretty much me. So, angelofinformation.com. Amazing. Well, I'm definitely going to be in touch. Um, and I'm sure lots of our listeners will be in touch as well. Um, but um, all of those details, I'll pop on my Facebook and Instagram page, um, Moments with Meg 107.9. And I'll also make sure that the cat pop it onto their website as well. And we'll also get your book launch um, at the Nantwich Bookshop online as well. So we'll make sure that all the details are available to all of our listeners. So thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, and your story is just beautiful and i'm very very jealous of your gorgeous gift go to listen.thisisthecat.com for more podcasts some more ways to listen